Bible and turn to the book of Acts, chapter 24, verse 17. Some of you are wondering, like uh, Matt did this morning when he texted me, so he's preparing to put the scriptures up. He said, is that a misprint? Is, is that just one verse, <laughs> verse 17? And I said, no, no misprint, just one verse today. Some of you, uh, so just clear that up, clear that up. Um, I will remind you where we're at. Um, basically, Paul's on trial. <laughs> and uh, we, we, we didn't finish his defense speech before uh, Felix. He's on trial before Felix after he's been gotten out of Jerusalem. He's been passed off from the, the Jerusalem, uh, the commander there. And uh, Felix is in the middle of trying him. And uh, we, we kind of talked uh, before uh, about um, some of the things that, uh, how he defended himself. And I just want to focus on this one part of his uh, defense today. So if you would uh, please stand with me as we read Acts chapter 24 and verse 17. After several years away, I returned to Jerusalem with money to aid my people and to offer sacrifices to God. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for your word, and we pray that you would bless now this reading and the proclamation of it that is to come. In Jesus' name we ask, amen. You can be seated. Uh, I want to begin uh, today by saying uh, thank you so much, um, church. Uh, I was um, overwhelmed by your kindness. Um, I am on a regular basis, but uh, especially last, uh, last Sunday as we had the Pastor Appreciation Sunday, um, it was a busy day. We had a lot going on. I mean, we, you know, we had a, a, a baptism, we had a special speaker, we... Uh, voted on new elders. We did, we did a lot of different things. Um, wonderful day. And um, I, uh, I was thinking back this week uh, to the children's message uh, from last week. Uh, yeah, uh-oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you did set me up. I remember that. But that's not what I was going to talk about, but you brought it up. But um, no, she talked to the children about uh, me as a pastor and, and, and being uh, uh, thankful, and, um, and, and then, you know, it was a good little children's message, and then it was over, and um, all the kids went back to their seats uh, except for one, and John Ross went over to where I was, and he gave me a big old hug, and he said, thank you, Pastor Tim. And then he went back to his seat. And um, I really thought a lot about that. It, it in my mind, connected uh, with what I would call the Thanksgiving passage of the Bible. Uh, if there's one kind of tried and true uh, passage or message, it's about the ten lepers. You remember the story. You were probably taught it growing up in Sunday school, and you've heard it preached on. Jesus came across ten lepers uh, and that day, that, that didn't just mean they had to go visit the dermatologist a lot. I mean, this was a disease that altered their entire life. They could not come around anyone else. They were considered unclean. They were social pariahs. And, and their, their life was basically messed up by this skin disease of leprosy. And they come upon Jesus and they call him and they say, Jesus, uh, can you heal us? 
And uh, Jesus says, go and show yourself to the priest. And they walk off and head toward the priest. Now, why do you say that? Well, because in the Old Testament, the idea was when you were healed of leprosy, then you had to go to the priest, and the priest would declare that you were no longer unclean. And so by them listening to Jesus and him saying to go to the priest, he was basically saying, I'm healing you. Now go ahead and go. And for them to go ahead and turn around and start walking toward, their, toward that priest, uh, they all had a measure of faith. They didn't just stand around there and say, well, I'm not going in that direction because I was going this way and that's back to town. I've already been to town. I don't want to go again. I'm going to wait and see if I'm healed. They didn't do that. They all headed toward Jerusalem. Uh, they all headed toward the temple. So they all believed and trusted that they would be healed. But as they were walking, as they were um, you know, on their way to be healed, they realized it's happening. It didn't just eventually happen when we got to the temple. We're, we're already healed now. And the Bible says that out of those ten, one turned back and went back to Jesus to thank him and, and praise him. And, you know, um, and Jesus says, where were the other nine? Didn't I heal ten? And, you know, the, the, the thing about that was, um, you know what the other nine were doing? They were doing what they were supposed to do. They were doing what Jesus told them to do, go. With those children, they all sat there and paid attention to the lesson. And what did they do? They went back to their seats like they were supposed to do. That's what mom and dad have, you know, enforced. You come right back to the seat or you go right back over there where you're supposed to go. They were doing what they were supposed to do. It's only sometimes like that one leper who was healed, who was really overwhelmed a little bit by gratefulness and thankfulness, that we move outside of the normal stuff that we're supposed to do and we act a little differently. We go a little bit beyond. I just um, had us read this one verse today because Luke actually just kind of Maybe, you would almost say skims over this whole offering deal. And you would think it wasn't a big deal if you didn't know that he'd been traveling to all the churches and it talked about that earlier in, in Acts. But then also, um, Paul talks about this offering a whole bunch in his writings. And I could go there and we could spend a lot of time looking through each of them. But I'm, I'm going to just sum it up, if that's okay with you. But I'll tell you, if you're interested in learning more about it, you can go to Romans chapter 15, you can go to 1 Corinthians chapter 16, and 2 Corinthians chapters 8 and 9. And Paul talks in all those places about this offering for the Jerusalem church. But basically, to sum it all up, Paul says, hey, you uh, non-Jewish believers, you believers from all these churches who are all over outside of Jerusalem, that church is going through some need. And guess what? You should be grateful. You should be thankful. You've been blessed by God, uh, and you've been touched with the gospel. Your lives have gone from being apart from God and having no hope to now having hope in Jesus Christ. And guess what? There's a way that you can... Show your thankfulness. There's a way you can respond 
to what's been done for you. These folks back at Jerusalem, they're being persecuted by some of their their own kinsmen. These are Jewish Christians. They're uh, being persecuted by other Jews who aren't Christians. And besides, there's a big famine and there's hunger and it's very difficult. And the Bible says that these churches willingly participated. In fact, the, the churches in Macedonia, they gave, uh, they said, don't stop us from giving. Almost as if Paul was saying, I know you guys are really poor yourselves. Don't worry about it. And they said, don't steal our blessing. We want to give. We want to be a part of this effort also. And so we come to this verse And Paul says, I came to Jerusalem for two reasons. To aid my people with money and to offer sacrifices to God. Why do we give? Why do we take what is so hard to earn? I mean, every time we turn around, you know, someone's got their hand out. If it's not the government, it's somebody asking for something, somebody taking something. Those of you who have uh, kids in school, the idea of free education is laughable, right? Because every time you turn around, there's a note from the school. There's something you need a little bit more of this or that. I mean, we all um, are getting asked for things, for stuff all the time. So why do we give? Paul basically said, I'm coming to Jerusalem to the temple for a couple reasons. Number one, I want to make sacrifice to God. In other words, it's an act of worship for Paul. He knew that giving was a part of worship. It was an uh, expression of his dedication to the Lord and also to help others in need. In fact, if you look at the New Testament writings, the majority of talk about giving is not about the stuff we all know, okay, give your tithe, give regularly to the church, but there is Uh, an overwhelming concern for those less fortunate, for those in need, for those who are going through a tough time. Over and over and over, the Bible talks about how we bless one another. How do we show our care and compassion through others? And it's not just that we listen, listening's important, but it's not just that we listen and say, oh, man, that's awful. I hate that for you. God bless you. See you later. No. When we take um, into consideration the needs of others, uh, it causes us to do something about it, to help those who are going through tough times, to help those that are less fortunate. Um, We have a a nice display down here, as we we always uh, do, and But I I added a couple of uh, items to the display. These are a couple of coffee cups from my home. And, uh, yeah, we have a picture up here. Um, if you can't read that, uh, that cursive writing, one of them says thankful, uh, and the other one says blessed. And, uh, by the way, isn't that an amazing countertop? Doesn't that look so good? Uh, uh, is the people who owned it before we did put it there. So, uh, but anyway, um, so these cups... Um, 
we, you know, we have this matching set, and, and you know how things are at home. Sometimes you, if you got two of something, then you kind of decide, well, this one's yours and this one's mine, and I don't know, you know, so one day I was wondering about these cups. I couldn't remember, now, which one of these is supposed to be mine, you know, because I don't know in your house, but we kind of have certain coffee cups that that's my cup, you know, and, and, and other, some cups are generic. Anybody can use. We got plenty of those, but there's certain cups. It's like, this is my cup now. And, but I couldn't remember this day, which one is which. So I asked Denise, I said, now, is it, am I thankful or blessed? And uh, she said, you're blessed to have me, and I'm thankful you know it. <laughs> well, the worst thing about that was that she was absolutely right, but of course I could not let her know it. So, you know, I came up with some really witty response like, uh-uh, or something. You know, we had, we had this discussion about who was really blessed and who was really thankful. Um, but when I drink out of those cups or my cup or whichever, um, I, I do think about that sometimes. I look at that word and I wonder, am I, am I really thankful? Do I really recognize my blessings? Because really and truly those two words, both of them should apply to every one of us. We should realize that we are an amazingly blessed people and we should be thankful for those blessings and that gratitude should cause us to give. It's not one of those things like where God's giving us this lecture. You know, like your parents give you when you're a kid and you start to cop an attitude and they're like, oh, you got food and you got clothes and you've got a roof over your head and you're so lucky you have it so good. It's not one of those kind of things. I mean, God's just abundantly blessed us. And if we don't recognize it, hello. How can we not recognize it? We're really ignoring it. We're blessed. We should be thankful. And that thankfulness should cause us to give. And like these early churches who sent a gift along with others that went with Paul to give in Jerusalem, it should not be something where someone has to say, now you ought to, but rather, I don't want to miss out. I want to be a part of giving, of being a blessing to others because others have been a blessing to me. Because God has given me a blessing, I want to bless in return. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, we come to you today and um, Lord, none of us can really count our blessings like the old hymn said. If we were to do that, God, if we were just to, to really complete that task, we'd never stop. God, you've given us so much. You've done so much to bless us. I, I just pray for myself and for every person in here and every person who's watching online. Lord God, that you would wake us up when we start to complain, when we start to get jealous or envious or irritated about what we don't have, God, that we would step back and see what an amazing God of blessing you are. And that blessing would create thankfulness. And that thankfulness would create generosity in our hearts and lives. 
Lord, we pray and ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.